Cincinnati. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that snaps a five-game losing streak, takes a first-class ride on the mixing train and feels its sacks straining with festive cheer. Yes, this is our big bumper seasonal episode and last week I promised something special and thankfully everything has actually come together so I can't quite believe it. So stay locked for some Bengals-themed carols, special guest appearances, some silly Christmas games and an all-pervading festive atmosphere. This week, as you might have heard in the background, we've uh, ventured out of the sewing room and into my local pub, the brilliant Pineapple in Kentish Town. And we're sat in a little snug with a roaring fire. And don't we know, it's absolutely bloody boiling in here. Uh, some good friends, some beers, and a few dollops of Yuletide merriment. Uh, with me in this episode is Michael Smith. Hello, Michael. Good evening, gang. Uh, and, uh, well, you know who it is. The pig to my blanket, the brandy to my butter, the crap joke to my Christmas cracker... The cranberry to my sauce, the only falls to my horse's Christmas special, the awkward Christmas to my kiss by the photocopier. It's Nathan Palmer, everybody. Good evening, Paul. I'm excited for this fantastic bumper Christmas episode, and I'll let you lead it off. Well, uh, now, if you remembered last uh, year, Nathan and I sang you some Bengals-themed Christmas carols, but I thought I'd spare you the shame of all that this year. Uh, So I've managed to find someone a little bit better uh, to sing some of our carols for you in this episode. Just a little bit better. Just a little bit better. No, no, no. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted to say that joining us uh, for this episode are the London House Cats. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a glass of something fruity, and start munching on your mince pies. Take it away, guys. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a Dalton touchdown throw. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two Joe Mixons and a Dalton touchdown throw. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me
Christmas my true love sent to me. Angels he bathed, seven cowlots and six corny plants, five AJ Greens. Four Tyler boys, three Vinnie Rays, two Joe Mixons, and a Dalton touchdown start the show that was the london house cats uh do you want to introduce yourselves we've got uh, lisa here we've I'm got lisa, um, i'm ben ben mary lane joe okay 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 and uh art. art very nice to meet you thanks for coming along we'll we'll hear a bit more from the london house cats in a little while well, that was an amazing uh, start to the show, I think, and I just can't believe we've got a choir in here with us. They're going to have to sit through all kinds of Bengals chat now, so apologies, guys. Um, Beth will be on our best behaviour tonight, son. Well, exactly. I don't fancy your chances, to be honest with you. <laughs> right, OK, so uh, I did promise also that we've got some very special guests coming up, and, uh, and here's the first one. This is Paul Daner Jr. from Cincinnati.com, and I am excited to wish everybody over at Bengals UK a very Merry Christmas. Of course, we love all of our fans across the pond. You guys are the best, and uh, Merry Christmas to all. To all a good night.
That was, of course, Paul Dana Jr. from the Cincinnati Inquirer and Cincy.com, and uh, we thank him very much for all his support over the year, and uh, great to hear from him. Merry Christmas to you, Paul. Um, and now we get into some Bengals chat, just briefly. Uh, the Bengals actually won a game uh, <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah, uh, as you can hear from that outburst, it was quite uh, uh, amazing, really. Um, we The score lines, did it flatter us, Mike, do you think? Um, I don't think, not particularly, no. I don't think the Raiders really had really much to offer, really, and it was... Um, and to be honest, I just felt that you know that since he came to play on the day, especially with the uh, the run the run game, um, a bit disappointed with um, Driscoll, and I think we've um, silenced all the um, well the, the minority of Dalton minority of Dalton doubters. Um, Defence, yeah, they, they came to play, but it, it's Oakland. They've they've stripped away you know the foundations of that house there. They, they, they mean potentially this could be the very last game come this weekend up in Oakland there's not much positivity there you know Gruden is you know on a what, 100 million dollars for the next 10 years um, the only player they've got worth speaking about is Carr so no I don't think it really flattered us really I think it was to be what was to be expected from a team which is now five which is now six and eight six and eight yeah we are six and eight now yeah it was an interesting one I thought we played really well the first half the defence was forcing the Raiders to uh, punt. There were some sacks. We were moving the ball. Mixon was on fire. Um, and then the second half happened, and, and Mick, uh, Driscoll, sorry, Radar seemed to be all over the shop, didn't it? And um, he was missing passes high. We should have played Alden Tate because he probably would have caught them. I mean, he missed uh, John Ross wide open down the middle. He, he sort of underthrew him, and his radar was just completely off. And I thought the Raiders did actually quite a good job of adjusting and stopping mixing a little bit in that second half but we made plays when we had to you know we bought we beat a poor team the Raiders have got some good young players Arden Key showed up Marcus Davenport people like that but yeah it was a bit of a sticky game but a win's a win as they say you can only beat what's in front of you can't you Nathan yeah I mean it was a shame for us I you know was really really pleased with the win I mean after going on a losing streak of five games it's always good to get a win under your belt especially finish the season at home and get the win there um, obviously with the Steelers winning last night we're out of contention for the playoffs which is a real shame but I hope we can finish the season strong I, I don't like the talk of you know let's hope we lose the next two games let's try and play for draft position I think you just got to take every game one at a time good win I mean I think it's incredible we were able to um, get the win with Jeff Driscoll playing like he did um, credit to Mixon credit to the defence whoa, whoa 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 hold on actually no we're going to talk about <laughs> Joe Mixon in a little bit but credit to the defence I think and I, you know what credit to Marvin Lewis because that defence is playing a lot better under him I know it's the Raiders but like Mike alluded to Derek Carr is a good quarterback and you know we shut him down pretty much yesterday and Colton Miller looked awful didn't he yeah he did yeah yeah and I, I know mean, he was he was in discussion for one of our picks I know really. thank god he was good. all over the shop yeah absolutely um, one thing that was interesting to me Lance McAllister I think tweeted something out earlier saying that during the Kansas City t uh, game we uh, now I'm doing this off the top of my head that we missed 18 tackles. There were 18 missed tackles during the Kansas City game alone. In the past three games, there's been 17. So it just shows you that Marvin is doing something. He's a, he's a defensive genius. He's a defensive <laughs> genius. Well, well, yeah. Well, he is. Well, he used to be at least, anyway. But 
Yeah, but that's, and that's exactly it, Paul. He used to be. Yeah. And used to be was an awful, awful long time ago. In impressive stats, but you know, I've got the most. I've got the biggest stat of all: no playoff wins in sixteen in, in 16, 16 years. Yeah, I don't think the last three games is going to be enough for him and his job to be saved, though. Oh, well, judging by the the crowd again yesterday, I, I think a change may well be coming. I think the, the fans are voting with their feet. Uh, and not going, and it was just a bit like dead, really, wasn't it? Sad, isn't it? I mean, there was, I was looking on StubHub in the US yesterday at ticket prices just to see, you know, with based on the level of uh, levels of attendance, Fiver? how much? Twenty-two dollars cheapest Twenty-two dollars, which is about 50, about sixteen of your British pounds. I yeah. did consider looking at um, on the Sky Scanner to see how much a flight to Cincy would be, <laughs> and seeing if I could actually talk my way into the staging for nothing, and then flying back. Because that was the game. Yeah, you yeah, were the cheap deal. That was the game to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is a shame, isn't it? I mean, I, I get it. I get the apathy. I get that there's a huge malaise around the club at the moment. Um, I don't know. I'd still be there. And I, and I agree with you. That I was having a bit of a lively discussion with someone on Twitter today, and as uh, Jamie at Twequart Beaster was saying, saying that he doesn't believe in tanking you know and, and a lot of Bengals fans want the team to tank because A they want Marvin out and B they want a top 10 draft pick or a, or a five, top 5 draft pick now I don't think that's going to happen I think we're going to be pushed to win another game this season because the Browns are playing well the Steelers need to keep winning but it's almost like asking a boxer to take a dive and that's not the way I was brought up to watch sports I want my teams to try I don't care about you know they're playing for professional pride definitely I want my team to play for me every week because it was actually quite fun watching that game yesterday nothing much was on the line we were all looking for improvements but yeah I, I don't want my team to tank no I completely agree <laughs> and I think I think the NFL needs to have a think about what it can do in you know I, I don't think any team would ever tank because you've always got coaches players playing for their contracts playing for their future you know playing so they don't get hurt you know people it's, it's a professional sport and I don't think you'll ever see a team tank but I think it's a dangerous philosophy when you've got a percentage of fans that are actively wanting a team to lose and I think when you start seeing attendances of you know lower than 40,000 yesterday I think was in the stadium that's quite worrying, you know, especially when you're only playing eight games at home per year. I mean, I can understand it if it's the Premier League and you're playing probably at like 25 games that are competitive a year, including cups and stuff. When it's eight, it's a shame not to see, you know, fans turning up to those. I get it. I understand it. People are frustrated and, the, you know, the Bengals have been stuck in their ways for a long time now. But, you know, it's, it's a bit disappointing when you can't, you know, you're not getting fans paying $25 to go and sit and watch the football. In decent weather, for yeah, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I, I, I do agree, Nathan. I'm, I'm certainly not a fan for the, um, you know, of, of tanking for the season. I, I seem to recall a few years ago was the, um, the, the Colts' famous suck for luck uh, mm. camp, uh, campaign. Um, but what I will say, if you look at the numbers over the years, and I'm sure I'll get pulled up on this, but in, in the NFL, actually. Tanking for a higher first-round pick does not guarantee you success. No, exactly. yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. It's not like basketball, where evidently you can get a player coming through the college, coming through high school, and because there's so few players on one team, they yeah. can make a noticeable difference. Yeah, yeah. And to degree, ice hockey is the same. 
NFL, what's that 53-man roster? You only get yeah, one yeah, yeah. first-round pick usually, and it, it doesn't guarantee you that that success. Well, that neatly segues onto my next discussion point. Basically, one of our recent first round picks, you said, was diabolical yesterday, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> should we talk about John Ross? I was, I was really disappointed yesterday. One, what, catch, what? one catch for six yards that was basically just a, I don't even know what the name of this play is, but you just throw it to someone and they don't move. Yeah. I would have probably caught it and got one yard. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just so disappointing. You you know, you see, um, all, um, not Alden Tate, you see, um, oh, here's my Blake. Um, Cody Cool. No, no, no. So you see, see, obviously AJ Green's out, Tyler and Boyd. Tyler Boyd goes out of the game, and you see the guy literally can't come up with one catch after that point. But again, you got Tyler Eifert out. This guy is a number nine overall pick, and I know you can say Jeff Driscoll is inaccurate. You know, he's still got to be coming up with more than that. He's got to be more involved in the passing but game. But if, if, that. if, if your your quarterback is throwing it all over the place he missed him on a wide open touchdown we under can't keep making these excuses though every week yeah I but mean, what's he going to do though like, the is thing he going to run back to in the game where Driscoll ran to the outside on the run and Ross was in the back of the end zone he could have caught that play he well caught that. I mean I, I do think there's there's a thing with Ross I think I think you were being quite harsh on Ross yesterday because um, I thought Driscoll's radar was all over the shop he was he throwing was high I mean, there was one catch on the sideline that was way too high, and he came down with it, but it was out of bounds. As I keep going back to that missed, wide open. Uh, Ross was wide open there, but un- he got uh, underthrown. What, what's he going to do for that? A wide open, I think, is a push. I mean, he was about one step ahead of his uh, two guys that were yeah, around, running him. full throttle and into. Yeah, the end zone, I mean, you know, it, you know a good play, a good quarterback might hit him, but there was a, I think the commentator at one point called him out on one of his routes on the sideline where he was. You know, thinking more about. I think he referred to it as um, he was thinking more about his um, ten-step drop that he was actually getting mm. open. And you know, he, he just lacks separation on those smaller routes. I mean, you got a guy like Tyler Boyd that under Jeff Driscoll has still put up good numbers, still been involved in the passing game. You know, even Cody Core, as much uh, you know, flack as he's been getting, has shown up and caught some passes and been involved in the game. CJ Uzama has been involved. He's caught passes. He's obviously got open. And he's caught some passes. John Ross was targeted at least five or six times in that game yesterday if not more and I would say they were very inaccurate passes yeah but he's but I do he's not, two weeks he's in not a row. being used correctly the guys are speedster he's supposed to open up the field for the downfield the downfield bomb and let's face it Jeff, Jeff Driscoll couldn't he just couldn't deliver that yesterday no. you can't have a being, guy I do agree with you about the route running now I think he, he is he is ill-disciplined with the route running and he's got to improve but that will take time He he's not AJ Green AJ Green is a once in a generation talent wide receiver and John Ross just isn't it's not his fault he went at number nine overall yeah, that is a good point it's not it, that was down it was actually arguably down to Marvin yeah he, yeah, yeah. he was the, in charge of bringing in player personnel it was his call at number nine he's, he reminds me a little bit of a Cordarell Patterson he's yeah. got the speed he's got a little bit but he just can't whether it's a football intelligence standpoint, whether it's a route running standpoint, they just can't seem to get open. I mean, he's got 200 yards this season, which and he's been six healthy. Touchdowns. Six touchdowns with 200 yards. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I agree. No I think enough. the next development. I mean, really, this is his rookie year, and he's you know he's been injured a lot again this year. I think confidence is a huge factor with John Ross, uh, and if he's not confident, he doesn't finish routes. He doesn't. Routes. He's not aggressive when he goes up for the ball. But you can see him when he does. That touchdown uh, catch against the Steelers is incredible. Yeah, that was a great play. You know, so he has got it. He has got it in his locker. 
I think he just needs to show some consistency. I don't think the chemistry is there between Dalton or Driscoll, actually, and John Ross. They've got to work on that. Yeah. They've got to show some more confidence in him because I think in, in return, it will make him more confident and much more of a threat. We know that he's a touchdown kind of threat. He scored six of them this year. Uh, almost as many touchdowns as he's caught passes, frankly. Um, so I think at the end of next year, that's when we can start to judge. And if he can stay healthy, get confidence, the, the coaches get confidence in him, then I think he's still got the ability to be a really good player for us. Yeah, I still think the door's open. I, I'm not saying by any means he's done or he's a bust, but I'm, I think from a, what I expected this season, I've been pretty disappointed with the he's got The guy's got time, and face it, with Mike Brown, if you're signed up for four to five years, you're getting those four to you're getting yeah. those four to five well, you years. You might get sixteen years. You never know. Oh, you never. Well, get less for manslaughter, <laughs> don't you? In <laughs> you think it, the one last really quick point on this is you got to look at Tyler Boyd if you're going to be positive on John Ross. Tyler Boyd, you know, struggled and he looked okay in his rookie year, really regressed in his second year, and people were really concerned about him. And he's become exce- he was absolutely exceptional this and season. He's passed he was a thousand yesterday. yards, the first wide receiver. Yeah. And I, and I think if John Ross can sort of take a page out of his book, you know, like you said, you can argue this year was his rookie year. I think I, I do still think he can make a real impact in year three. Yeah, I agree. And uh, of course, speaking of John Ross. Hey, I'm John Ross, and I want to wish all Bengals friends from the UK a Merry Christmas. Right, thanks to John Ross there, uh, a man who's just knocked over a chair in front of us. That's very good of him. He's quite a loud talker, actually, so they might shut him up for a few uh, minutes. Um, we need to talk about Joe Mixon. He currently leads the AFC in rushing yards. He was brilliant again yesterday. Nathan is still not on the Mixon train. Um, he's been taking some fearful stick on Twitter. People have been ganging up on him. I've been feeling a bit, a bit, a bit, <laughs> oi, a bit, uh, a bit sorry for him. Uh, but he was challenged to name 10 other running backs that he thought was better, that were better rather, than Joe Mixon. Absolutely. Even though Joe Mixon is currently leading the AFC in rushing yards, he's knocking on the 1,000-yard door, he's been doing it without a decent offensive line. He looked electric yesterday, electric against the Chargers. So, Nathan... You're, I think you're in the minority here. You're gonna, you're gonna fight your corner now, aren't you? I'm gonna fight my corner. I, I'm gonna start off by just going through the list, and then I'll go on to Mixon. So I'm gonna start off, and you can say yes or no to what you think. So I'm gonna start the list quite obviously with Todd Gurley. Fair enough. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Fair enough. Mm. Saquon Barkley. Yes, I think so. Um, very raw, but yes. So that's yeah. three. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 
Well, he yes, destroyed us. He's got over 1,500 uh, yards uh, this year. It, it destroyed purpose. us, but he's a prototypical running back to destroy the Bengals. 700 yeah, yards receiving this year, 5.2 yards of carry. That's far outstripping. Yeah, I, I'd say I will, so. I, th- I don't think Mixon's far behind. He's only a step behind McCaffrey. I, I will only judge McCaffrey when he inevitably joins the Patriots. Yes. Okay. He's a Patriots-looking player, uh, actually. And so is John Ross, if, if we're going by the corner yeah, of Patterson yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, route as well, which is quite worrying. <laughs> yeah. So I've got four consensus. Okay, number five, I don't care how unpopular this is, Kareem Hunt. On ability, right? I don't get John, Mo- John Ross. Uh, sorry, John Ross. Joe Mixon is in the same boat as Kareem Hunt for off the field issues. If he was still Kareem playing, Hunt's if he was still playing, player. he's still playing. He's not. He's, 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 he's suspended. People, yeah, but he's still an active NFL player. He's not. I, I'm not going to give you that. You one. got. No, I'm sorry. You got. I mean, don't don't go is. close relative of mine, Stephen A. Smith, on this. Uh, Kareem Hunt <laughs> could be in the NFL <laughs> again next season. He's an active. He might be, player. but he's not right now. No, but I'm, he's played this season. I'm having that. It, I'm not. And my next one, which I don't care, Le'Veon Bell. Well. Um, the interesting point about Mixon and Bell, I think when Mixon first came into the league last year, he tried to mimic Le'Veon Bell's running style, that kind of little stutter step before he hit the holes, that kind of patient approach. And actually this year, I think he's being far more aggressive. Yeah. In, he's stopped that little stutter step. He's hitting the holes much harder, much more decisively. He's getting to the outside quicker. He's, he's doing things quicker harder and better this year oh, that sounds good quicker harder and better I know I said that with real feeling as well um, I don't think Mixon's running style suits the read option I think he's better I hate though it slows him down at the line I've I never actually, been a fan of I that I think uh, Bruce Arians said it best actually last week against the Chargers in commentary I think Mixon's better as a downhill runner oh, really just attacking I completely agree. so Mixon was drafted from Oklahoma yeah who else went to Oklahoma I don't know all, per- all, all time going to be Hall of Fame running back uh, no. Adrian Peterson yeah, okay. exactly you know, both, both have got off field issues for um, you know um, whatever reasons yeah, yeah for other class. reasons um, but I'm, I'm that, that school at home you can just show and I completely agree he is more that downhill aggressive running back and type. I think that's what he's changed this year I think that's what he's changed I'd argue if he was at the Steelers he, as a pure running back not not, not this yard some scrimmish lardy dub pure running back he probably destroys the likes of Bell when it comes to yardage I th- honestly do who Mixon yeah you he has to run behind Bobby Hart for the edge yeah ha- the, I'm not do you know that. that that's my grandmother could block better than Bobby Hart <laughs> Well, anyway, we're on to... I, I've got six now. So, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt, Le'Veon Bell. My next one, Alvin Kamara. Um, he splits the carries with Mark Ingram, who's in himself a very, very good running yeah. back. He's at 1,500 yards last year, 1,500 yards this, receiving and running, and he's averaging 5.2 yards a carry. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kamara, so I would say that's just about fair enough. Okay. My next one, Melvin Gordon. Nope. On pace for 1,500 all-purpose yards, 5.2 yards a carry. Much but what are we judging here? What is the criteria here? Are we judging uh, as a pure running back or as an all-round? As an overall running back, So, which includes... I mean, Joe Goodbury said it perfectly on Twitter today. Someone was said to him about uh, Mixon being a premier, quote, running back in the NFL. And he said, you can't class Mixon as a premier running back in the NFL. And I quote, yet. Yet. Because... He has, he's not a receiving threat. He's got 200 yeah. yards receiving. He's got one I don't receiving think, I touchdown don't think that, in his career. I don't I'm think, not sure you can class a modern running back 
I don't think that's his fault though. Again, well, it doesn't matter. If it's well, his I know, fault. I know, I know. Um, I think, I think Gordon, I think Mixon and Gordon are, are pretty level actually. So, um, um, yeah. So um, I'm not going to give you that one. So Gordon's on the edge. I'm going to say David Johnson playing for the worst team in the NFL in the Cardinals. No, I'm not giving you that Behind one. Behind an not, awful offensive line. Not this year. With I'm a not. rookie quarterback who has looked pretty average. No, I'm not, not giving you that one. Not this year. Not, but in terms of ability, though. In terms of actual I think production. It's the same. Well, production this year, I'm not going to give you that not one. Not on production this year, but certainly in terms of his But that's what I'm judging role. it as at the moment. Okay, and finally, Philip Lindsay of the Denver Broncos. Uh, who's outstripping Mixon and yards per carry and has got about the same amount of yards. But he's got a line built for a run game there in Denver. I'm gonna, that's I'm about gonna, the only thing I'm going to say pretty equal. They're very different running backs, actually. Linz has had a fantastic yeah, rookie year, hasn't he? He's been brilliant. And he's Both. very, very quick. But really quick. I also think, I mean, this is the last... I've got three other guys I was going to chuck in there. You've got James Conner from the Steelers, who's got 1,300 all-purpose yards. Lamar Miller, who's got very similar stats to yeah. Nixon. And Derek Henry, who averages five yards a, uh, a carry and has got 11 nope. touchdowns. Well, he's you just... You could make arguments all the you play- could. Fans from other teams would be saying, look, you know, I'd rather have Derek Henry than Mixon. I'd rather have David Johnson than Mixon. I, I think as Bengal fans, you know, we're excited about Mixon. He's a good player. He, you know, he's got good credentials coming out of college. But I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves if we're starting saying, oh, he's going to you know, he's going to be better than Corey Dillon. He's a top five running back. If you look at his production last year, two or 300 yards, um, sorry, about six, seven, 800 yards rushing, average three and a half yards a carry, one receiving touchdown in his career. I just don't think we can sit there and say that he's a top five running back or he's a top eight but running you, you back would when admit, you haven't seen that yet. You would admit that uh, over the past few weeks he's Look, been The last two weeks he's run for 100 yards against a terrible Oakland team at home yeah. and against the Chargers. Good game against the Chargers. I'm not disputing he's playing well. I'm not saying he's an awful running back. We need a new one. I'm just saying that I think we need to keep our... You know, keep our pants on a bit yeah. with the excitement about. Yeah, it I disagreed with the comment that you know he's on course to be the Bengals' best running back of all time. I mean, Corey Dillon is still that. James Brooks sent far behind him, and you go back, you know, further than that. Uh, I mean, he had Johnson. a bad. I know the offensive line was probably a bit worse last year, but he had a bad rookie year. He averaged three and a half yards a carry. But he showed I mean, promise, and I think what he's done this year, he's progressed, and that's what you want. Absolutely. To, to Absolutely. be honest, I don't really care for this chat about who's top ten. I don't really care. But that's what football chats and podcasts. Are I know. Disgraceful drunk here. The fact which division Joe Mixon plays in the AFC North. Some of those running backs you've mentioned there playing divisions who just aren't do not have that rich history of running games. Have that tough defenses, bad weather. Um, really hostile hostile conditions and mixing and to be fair to him he's taken that like to a duck, duck to water I will also say for the regarding the uh, Melvin Gordon and, and Kamara those guys are on teams with Hall of Fame QBs and your defences half the time are literally occupying themselves thinking what the duck Brees and Rivers are going to do never mind the running backs coming out of the backfield that's the least of their concerns one thing I will point out and I actually Quite enjoy, I'm enjoying this chat for this reason. Are we now saying that the running back has now returned to relevance in the NFL? Well, that's a good question because you, all those guys. I'm all for you, that, by the way. If, the, if, if that's the case, you, you got you know all those guys as you mentioned. You know you could make arguments for and against. I think Mixon is a top ten running back at the moment. I do. I'm not his, his biggest fan. I think he's got a long way to go. But what I like, as I say, he's progressing. As you say, sort of 600 odd years yards last year. 
this year he's going to smash through a thousand that shows progress to me yeah. and that's all you all you ask for in a player right Tyler Boyd has showed progress the rest of the team haven't but you know uh, our two key we, the good thing if there is anything to be salvaged about this season is we have got two bona fide offensive players that can sit along AJ Green and even Dalton I think and say going forward if there is going to be a new coach you've got four really good players on offense yeah, I, right? I think on offense there's a lot to build around I really do I think there's some very good players I think Mixon again could progress I think Ross could progress I think the one thing that as fans we need to um, be aware of I think though is you look how at the start of this season we asked the fans to send us in their predictions you know what do you think the Bengals are going to be this year we've probably got 15 20 fans tweet us in their messages not one fan had us going worse than eight and eight and we're not going to win eight games i don't think this year so as fans we naturally you know we love our team we're excited about our players we want the best from them i think mixon's a good player i don't think he's a poor player i think he's a top half running back i think he's probably knocking on the door of that top 10 but i'm saying prove it run for 15 like you know run for 1200 1400 yards get 1500 all purpose score 10 touchdowns do it two seasons in a row prove yourself as a running back because people like philip Lindsay pop up in the nfl all the time i mean there's peyton hillis for you know um people, all these random running backs that pop up that you know the patriots do it all the time you know just get a running back off the street cj anderson so it's like for Joe Mixon, it's like you had a bad rookie year. You've had a very good year this year. Granted, you know, you're leading the AFC in rushing yards, which probably nearly every running back has at some point this year because uh, the way the schedule works. Great. Really, really good. Do it next year. Get 1,500 yards. And, you know, I'll take and my And you're off, on the train. And I'll get on the train. <laughs> is that a bet? Yeah, I see so I've got a bet between, with uh... Sam Anger. I don't know what his Twitter handle is. So the geezer's tweeted me. He's called me out. He wants a bet on the meetup next year. Winner buys the other one drinks all night. If Joe Mixon goes over under 1,500 all-purpose yards, and there's a three-game injury buffer, buffer. Yeah, right. so if he's out injured for more than three games, we void it. Three games or less, it's it's game on. And I look forward to enjoying a few pints on Mr. Anger. Well, I think we'll leave the mix and chat there. I hope that's cleared up a few things. It probably hasn't, actually, because I, I would say that he's in the top 10. You're just outside, I think, still, Nathan. Mike, are you... Are you... I think I'm top 10. Top 10. 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one to Mixon. Now it's time for more Bengals sing-along fun times with the London Housecats and uh, the second of our Bengals-related Christmas carols. <laughs> Oh, gentle giants with 
baptize us, thick as trees. Gino, let us adore him. Thank you so much. Uh, well, amazing sounds yet again from the London House Cats there. And I'll put up a photograph of all this festive frivolity on social media later on with the lyrics to the carols. So perhaps you too can sing along in your own time at home. Price, and I'd like to wish all Bengals fans in the UK a Merry Christmas. And a huge thanks to uh, Billy Price, our rookie centre. Thank you to him. It's good to hear from him. Merry Christmas to you, Billy. Keep on progressing, keep Cheers, on trucking. And so we come to our regular uh, correspondence uh, section where we hear from you guys, where you've sent us messages from uh, via our Twitter feed at Bengal. Sorry, no, it's not as it is at Puday underscore UK and our Facebook page Bengals UK. And I put the question out there to people because it's Christmas, obviously, if you hadn't guessed that already, that, um, you know, what would you like? for a Bengals Christmas, i.e. what would the Bengals want for Christmas if you were able to give them a present? And of course, your own New Year's resolutions uh, for um, for the Bengals. So, Jess Conley at Jess Ellis Conley. How are you doing, Jess? Uh, she wants Christmas carols. I think we've got that one covered, actually, don't you? Um, so, I hope you're enjoying that. Martin Greer at... Martin Greer, 73. All I want for Bengals Christmas is our road game at the Rams in 2019 to be in London. Yeah, good amen to that. Shout. Memphis Soul Stew at Stuart Baird, 688. Been a difficult year to be a fan. Love the meetup in London. Hopefully get uh, to one next year. If there, if there is any, yes, there will be, Stu. Don't worry about that. Highlight of the season for me was Michael Johnson's TD against Miami. Have a Merry Christmas and a safe and peaceful New Year love the advent calendar and of course he references that the uh, the advent calendar that we're putting out little bits of video from bengals uk fans uh every day this december up until the 24th thanks for that Stu, and thanks for all your support uh peter dadwell at dadders solid handle well yeah, exactly you're, you're quite on the old solid handles at the moment nathan 
Peter Dadswell at Dadders. What I want, hope. Just give me hope that things will change. The roster can change, but fortunes don't change. So that change has to be further up. I'm not sure how many times you can say change in one sentence there, but in the HC office, look at Indy, Rams, Bears to see how that change can work. I want to see changes in approach. Be ambitious in free agency, not just one-year prove-it deals with mediocre vets. Be ambitious in the draft. Change or dra change our drafting habits. Faster than athletic linebackers rather than thumpers. If you always do what you always did, you'll always have what you always had. Wow, no, no. sage stuff from Dan is there. Um, Dean Owen Jones at Word Sherbert. Solid handle. Currently alternating between raise it to the ground and start again or build with well-drafted strategic pieces. Coaching situation will be what it is, which is likely some uh, some Marvin Lewis-Hugh Jackson combination. My big dream of a fan buyout of the team I know will not come to pass. Fan buyout, wow. There you go. It's what Green Bay have got, is it? They own the team, don't they, in some way, shape or form. Uh, I think there's an element of that, isn't there? Um, yeah, they have um, a sort of a, a share issue every few years when they want to um, add a new bit to the stadium. Yes, that's would be interesting. Uh, Jamie at Track Quiet Beaster. Okay, obviously I want a toaster for Christmas. That's referencing the, one of our uh, past episodes a few weeks ago. Uh, he wants a sparkly colour rush jersey. Would be lovely too. He wants Tyler Boyd. Who doesn't? Uh, my Bengals resolution is not to expect too much, then I won't be disappointed oh, again. Oh, a sob story there, isn't it? Bless him. Bless you, yeah. Sam. Um, TV star Jamie Rowe, that is. Well, that's Isn't right, it? yeah. He's yeah. appeared on the TV recently. Yeah. Uh, not on... Or not what, what, what Locked up abroad. <laughs> Locked up abroad. Maybe from hell. Okay, we could, we could carry on with this. Watch Rogue Traders. Um... <laughs> Question for Paul's big pink Santa sack. Would you, and I, I'm surprised I haven't made that joke about Santa sack too often actually tonight. I, was, I thought I would. Uh, would you be okay with Marvin quitting as head coach but staying as DC? Do you see any value in tanking? Is Cody Core improving? Nathan, do you want to answer those questions? I'm going to say I, I love Marvin. If he stayed on as DC, I, I don't think he will. I, I would, I'd probably be okay with it. I, I'm a big, big Marvin fan. Uh, I'd probably just about be okay with that. No value in tanking. I think we've covered that. I just think, you know, win some games. I think Mike made a good point about, you know, just because you've got an extra two or three spots higher in the draft doesn't necessarily mean any better chance of drafting a better player. And is Cody Core improving? I am going to say I don't really know. He's not been as involved as I would like. Um... It, it looks to me like a backup player getting some reps as far as I can see. Mike? Um, as DC know, Marvin really should have been appointed GM a long, long, long time ago. Um, I think his um, evaluation for um, player recruitment, um, bar, say, the last couple of drafts, has actually been second to none. And I think that's where his, his true calling should have been for this franchise. And I think it's another missed opportunity by the Brown family not to... Um, not to move him upstairs and to um, basically give him that job, give him that job for the rest of his life. But it looks like it's going to be head, it's going to be head coach anyway. Um, just any value in tanking? Um, I think I've said what I need to say about tanking. Um, is Cody Core improving? Uh, no. Okay, I would. I I think I would like a a new broom to sweep through the corridors of Paul Brown Stadium. So even though I 
like Nathan, I'm a, I'm a fan of Marvin as a person. I do think he's actually a really good coach on a one-to-one -one level. I don't think he's a brilliant... I mean, he's a good head coach, but he's not an amazing one. I think his actual strength lies in coaching one-to-one, -one, coaching players, being with players. But I think if you're going to get rid of him as head coach, it would be really difficult to see him staying on as a defensive coordinator. Do you see any value in tanking? I, again, we discussed that. I certainly don't. Is Cody Core improving? Again, uh, who knows? I mean, this is the time with Boyd out. John Ross still in the game. Josh Malone hopefully coming back this week. We need to find out what we got with those guys. So give him some snaps and then make a decision at the end of the season. Uh, Thierry JT at Gem, uh, excuse me, at Jambo Des resolution not to trash the house when Hugh is named as the new head coach. Santa's list number one: all the glass toes, ankles, knees, backs, and thumbs our players seem to be made of in bubble wrap. And number two: one of these with plenty of pins. Pretty good likeness, I think. And uh, Des has sent a picture with his tweet of a Pittsburgh Steelers voodoo doll so uh, things get a bit dark on a Cincinnati mm. Christmas episode don't they eh? absolutely uh, I Kill thought it was a brilliant likeness yeah it was very good uh, Killian at Malloy double zero winning out in our last final two games that'd be a great Christmas gift yeah, that's the spirit son but especially to break our Steelers hoodoo that would be the perfect way to roll into 2019 and maybe even ruin their playoff That's chances. That's my favourite question, tweet of the night, that is. I love that. Absolutely, because I, 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 I think, you know what? We could do, we could potentially, I mean, we're probably not actually. Depends how the Ravens do. But there, there could be a chance that we could end the Steelers' playoff hopes. As, as nice as that sounds, it's. It, I just think that mentality is what is wrong with the with the franchise. We need to... Stop putting those, oh, those, oh, those ducking black and gold monsters from up the Ohio River on this on this bloody pedal still. We need to start, you know, putting ourselves on the pedal still and actually. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But you know, in terms of where we are in the season, we're not going to get to the playoffs. No. But there's a chance to beat the Steelers, so why not? But why? Why not? Indeed. But I think I still think they make the playoffs, and I still think they'll end up hanging themselves anyway. So I don't think they're anywhere near the caliber of making the Super Bowl and. I just don't. I just think oh, overall, I, I just get sick and tired of just putting them on that 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 pedal still That is, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just, it's just I think it's that, annoying me. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, it's time for our penultimate special guest. So here he is. Hey, this is Jeff Driscoll, and I want to wish all the Bengals fans in the UK a very Merry Christmas. And a big thanks to big Jeff Driscoll there. Um, amazing, really. We've got Jeff. Jeff, all the way in, man. I, I think he's been. I think honestly, he's stepped in and done a good job. I know. I know he wasn't as sharp as he should have been yesterday, but you know, coming in first season in the NFL, first three games, I think he's been good. 
feel um, terrible now. I've just like slacked him off for half the night. Well, I, I think I mean I, I think it's fair enough to say that he had a poor game against uh, the Raiders. He played pretty well against the Chargers, I think. Um, and he, you know we're still seeing what he's getting. I mean, this is the thing I, I keep keep saying to myself and other people: don't expect too much from him. He's going to make mistakes. He's playing with backups as well. I mean, he's got yeah. a bad offensive line. He's got no AJ Green, no Tyler Boyd for most of yesterday. You know, no Tyler Eifert. Uh, fair play to him for sticking in there. And he's making plays with his feet as well. Yeah. You know, he made a lot of good first down runs yesterday. Uh, I think for him to come in and play like that, fair play to him. I've got a lot of respect for him. Okay, um, it's time for our New Year's resolutions now. Um, Mike, do you want to go first? Have you got any for Bengals? Um, I think my resolution is to, well, I I think it's been sort of publicised that I've recently, um, well, seven months ago, became a father um, to a little girl, a little girl called Erin. Um, so most of my Sunday evenings around the time the Bengals are playing are um, putting the little one to bed. Um, mostly this season it's been, uh, I've missed you know somewhat the first quarter and then found ourselves being so far behind or looking at the tweets saying, where are our linebackers? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. is a tackle? So I think my resolution is going to be uh, putting the little one to bed that little bit earlier and actually capturing uh, yeah. most of the game uh, going good. forward. And of course, making sure she's a Bengals fan. Well, absolutely. Uh, Nathan, what have you got? Um, last year, I wasn't as into the draft as I've been in some years. I didn't. I know you were raising those fan speak mocks. Oh, I'm going to get you called. onto them. So I want to try and get on board with that this year. Try them out. Get into the draft. Go go, Joe Goodbury on oh, UK Bengals fans. Me. Watch out, <laughs> Bengals UK fans. Um my resolution for the Bengals, I think, is make that change. Don't be afraid of change. Don't fear change uh, and do it. This franchise needs some new energy, I think. And as much as I love Marvin, I think 16 years is a long, long time to be a head coach of anywhere. I will still debate with anyone that he has been a success at the Bengals. Uh, but I do think you look at the crowd you look at where we are in terms of personnel and a change is needed you know I, I, I really do um, I also uh, would what, what, what would I like as a news yeah and in terms of the draft and in free agency again don't fear change don't fear getting someone in free agency don't fear well, someone good in free agency plug those holes take the linebackers seriously a bit similar to dadders there but um, yeah, that, that would be my, my New Year's resolution. Do not fear change. And that Political was, broadcast. Oh, yeah, it? silence <laughs> there from everybody. You, can't, you can change, change your mind. <laughs> um, my Christmas present. If you're listening. Going on to that, I want a right tackle in free agency and I want a starting linebacker in free agency. I want two uh, starters. We need to, yeah, I agree. A, two, a, a, a really good linebacker. We could probably get that through the draft, maybe. Uh, we need another right tackle. That's quite obvious. We probably need another right guard. Another Christmas present, I'd like to see Christian Westerman get a go at right guard. Yeah, that's a good shout. Fed up with seeing Alex Redmond just, just flagged every second play. Um, just to see what we've got. He might not be as good as Alex Redmond, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is saying something. Um, so, yeah, let's give him a go. Let's give these fringe players a go to really see what we've got in these guys and then we can make some, some quality personnel decisions at the end of the season. Now, we have one more special guest to greet you. So here he is. To all the great Bengal fans in UK, Merry Christmas to all. Happy 
holidays. Everybody have the best Christmas season they've ever had with family and friends. And uh, let's hope that 2019 is a better year for you than this year has been for the Cincinnati Bengals and for all its great fans. Who does? And a huge thanks to Dave Lapham there. Um, big Dave. Big Dave. I mean, what a dude. I mean, come on now. He's been brilliant with us this year. Yeah, he's been a good man. That, really good. Uh, that draft episode where he kind of almost gave he away. He tipped his hat. He tipped us out a little bit, didn't he? He unzipped his pants. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. That was a different podcast. When's he getting you guys on? Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know. Still waiting for that call, Dave uh, and Jeff, if you're listening, Jeff Hobson. Um, but yeah, thanks to Dave for all his support. He's been absolutely fantastic with us throughout the year. Now it's time for our final Bengals themed Christmas carol of the episode from the amazing London House Cats. So take it away, guys. guys thank you so so much uh and if you want to hire the london uh house cats for your party or shindig you can go to londonhousecats.com and check them out merry christmas to all of you thanks for being here thanks for, for elevating this episode uh from the usual incompetence and free willing free wheeling i should say f- 
wittery uh, to something a really something quite special so thank you very much um, so it only remains for me to say a very Merry Christmas to all our listeners whether you're here in the UK or in the US this year has been brilliant for Bengals UK and we can't thank you enough for joining in the fun coming to our meetups and chatting to us on social media uh, we have more exciting things planned for 2019 so stay locked and stay tuned we're going to take a couple of weeks off for the Christmas period, but we'll be back in uh, early in 2019 because you never know. We might just see a change at the head coaching position. Until then, stay tuned for more Bengals UK Advent calendar instalments on social media. You'll be getting me, Michael and Nathans later on this week. And keep those correspondences coming in. Uh, so it's, well, so without further ado, it's a very Merry Christmas and a happy Who Day from me, from Michael... Who day from me? And a very Merry Christmas and a happy Who Day from Nathan. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Who Day? We'll see you next year. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.